healing and finding hope through conversations and curiosities about the afterlife. Open your mind and heart to the possibility that our spirit lives on. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. What is it like to see a picture of a deceased loved one with your eyes open or closed? We're continuing our talk on after death communication with the book, Hello from Heaven by Bill and Judy Guggenheim. And today we're talking about ADC visions, a glimpse into the beyond. This is a a less common type of after death communication than what we've been talking about. Yeah, and they say ADC visions are like looking at a projection from a slide, and these can be seen externally or internally. And when seeing them, they are usually composed of bright, vivid colors that beam their own inner light. It's so beautiful that it's like a whole new world, which is a spiritual one. So let's talk about some of our favorite stories. I have to start off with one that's about a mother, Patty, who lost her 15-year-old son in an automobile accident. And it's because I'm a mom and the thought of losing a child horrifies me. I have friends who have experienced this. So stories like this are what I pray and hope for every parent to experience. She was reading a book. Patty about a mother who had lost their child. And she went into a deep meditation because she had read about how a message would come through. And she just wanted to think and pray to God to say, you know, please let me know Todd is okay. Please let me know. And she was in a very relaxed meditative state. And when she opened her eyes, she saw Todd smile and he was glowing And he said, everything is just fine. Don't worry about me anymore. I'm all right. I'm in a place where I am totally happy. And she said it looked like a slide, that it wasn't 3D, that, you know, like some of the ones we've talked about before, it looks like they're appearing right there where they could touch them. But this was more like a picture, a window or a slide. And yet that brought her the relief that she needed. She was so excited. She went outside where her husband was to tell him. And that also brought him relief. And I love that story because it brings relief, right? It does. And seeing these pictures, they look so vivid. That's what gets me is it looks like you are actually looking at a slide back in the days when you actually looked at slides. Uh, So it's aging us right now. But uh, right, right. <laughs> looking at those slides or those pictures just give you that piece of, okay, I see him. He's good. Right. I can relax now. And she still, of course, is going to miss him not having him in her life, but it immediately gave her the strength she needed to keep living. It gives her peace knowing he's okay. Yes. And that, you know, and it was an automobile accident. So again, things like that are sudden and they're unexpected and they're tragic mm-hmm. and you hold on to so much emotion. So you want to know and see that your loved one is okay. And they are, and they continually come through with this same message, which I love. Yeah. And especially when somebody's hurt or dealing with some kind of illness, like 
this story that we're going to talk about, Clara, who lost her brother in an outdoor accident. I mean, she saw a vision of her brother running, like just like a little child. Oh, yeah. Place, do you know, you know, when your <laughs> right. kid runs all over the place. Right. His health was so perfect because before he died, he did have multiple sclerosis. So you know, with multiple sclerosis, you can't. Yeah, he was crippled. Yeah, you can't do anything. And he told her, I can do all the things now that I wanted to do before, but couldn't. And she felt so happy and lucky to, and was so uplifted by this, that she was able to see her brother again and being happy and excited about doing all the things that he couldn't do before. Right. That's just like seeing it like a projection screen, like a movie, it like him running around. It just must've felt amazing to see that. Patty, she asked for it and it happened. And with some people, it just happens. So you don't have to believe in it. You don't have to be looking for it. It can happen. It can come to you when you least expect it, which is amazing. And it's healing. Yeah. We have some skeptics that are even in this book that are getting these ADCs and it's, they're like, well, I'm a true believer now because I wouldn't have had that vision before. Like if I was just dreaming or whatever kind of thing they might thought it was that it's so real, right. That there's no way that it's not a vision or they can't deny it once it happens. Yeah, most definitely. I love how it just magically takes away pain. You know, it just really switches. You've lost someone. And of course you wonder where are they and you're hurting and you miss them, or maybe you're stuck on thinking of their last moments or how they physically were injured and hurt, you know, or her brother who was, who was sick and crippled, but to see them healed is just so amazing. And you, you can't do anything but believe it. Yeah. I mean, it just is so healing to see it. It's unbelievable. These stories. Well, and there was another one, Trish there, not you, Trish, a different Trish in the book. (laughs) She lost a friend who was very sick with cancer. And even the last time that she had seen Jenny, Jenny was very ill. She looked really distraught. Of course, she had been very worried about her friend. And then one day she receives a telegram from Jenny's husband that told her Jenny had passed away. And of course, her feeling was how awful she was depressed. And and later that day, as she was driving home, she just couldn't stop crying. And I love this because this is another example of in the car. And it it does make me wonder now when I drive, I look at other people wondering if they're having any experiences. (laughs) Right. But it doesn't seem to interfere with driving or safety, which is amazing to me. Another miracle in itself. Yeah. But she was driving home and she couldn't stop crying. And then she suddenly saw a wonderful picture of her friend, Jenny. She said she was smiling from ear to ear. She was so animated that her eyes were shining. Her skin was glowing and her teeth were sparkling. She felt that Jenny came back to tell her, don't cry. Look at me. I'm so happy. It's great. Cause I also think, cause one of my friends is in the final stages of cancer too. And I, and seeing her, it's, she looks a whole, like a whole different person than when I knew her when she wasn't sick. And it makes you sad, doesn't it? Yeah. Cause I'm like, I know she's, it's coming to the near of when she is going to pass soon, probably. And I want us her to be happy and, and no longer in pain and having trouble breathing and all this stuff. So I, I pray that and like anybody who needs this for themselves to get through anything of a loss of a loved one, 
friend, family, it doesn't matter that they can get these visions of any kind that we're talking about to help mm-hmm. them heal and feel like, okay, they're at peace now. They're no longer in pain. That's, right. that's the best thing message to get from all these ADC stories. When you talk to her, does she seem to come across as being, has she accepted where she's headed now in her end of life stage? Does she seem emotionally strong? She is a very strong woman. Let me just say that she's very strong. She's actually posting different things that she's going through in her life. So she's letting people know what she's dealing with. And she's had doctors tell her, a couple of doctors that weren't even, they didn't know each other. So they weren't even talking, saying you should look into hospice. She had two different doctors from different places say this. And she goes, no, not yet. It's not my time. Mm -hmm. So she knows it's not her time, but she knows it's coming. She's like, it's not yet. So I'm not going to take that step into hospice and let myself decline yet. And that's, That's another thing that's come up and we've heard and learned about too, is there is something in all of us that kind of knows sometimes when it is going to be the last time or not. And I've shared that on this podcast where when I went through chemo for a rare brain cancer, there was a time I didn't think I was going to see my kids graduate from high school. And then there was a moment that I remember thinking, okay, not yet. Nope. I'm not going, I'm fighting back. And I, that's about the point that I had bounced back. The other thing I remember, um, just, I don't know if this helped you or anyone listening who is a friend of someone who's going through this. I remember as the patient, my family, of course, being terrified because I was told, we don't know what to do with you. We're just going to watch not even trying right. to treat you as before I found the leading researcher for what I had. Right. And, and that was not great news to think that they're telling you they can't do anything and they're going to watch you. So I remember looking at my family as them being the ones more afraid than I was. So as, and I don't know if this is true for everyone, it sounds like it might be for your friend, but being the person going through it, I didn't feel as afraid, I think, as the people around me. You know, it was, it, I don't know, it's interesting. Just not think about. You're probably more at peace with what you're going through because you know what you're feeling. You know what you're dealing with. And the your friends and family, they don't know exactly what you're going through and what's in your mind. And knowing already, I'm going to be here. So don't right. worry. They're not going to take that. They're going to be listening right. to the doctors, not right. you. And that's what she's doing. She's not even listening to the doctors herself. Right. She's like, I'm going to go get another opinion. I went, I'm going to another doctor. And they started her on a whole new treatment, which is it's giving her more life. Yeah. So that's what she's doing. She's like, I'm choosing what I want. I want to live. And I believe that's possible. I think we also have that power inside of us to do things beyond science as well. So fascinating. Keep us posted on her, Trisha. Yeah, most definitely. She's a fighter. So I'll keep you all posted on that. And another story that I was also when she was driving, Tony, who lost her father to heart disease, he was around 70 years old. She was driving home from her mom's house and she saw a vision of a head, which was three weeks after her dad passed. And it appeared to be the same age as when he did pass away. Mm-hmm. And then as he brightened up, he, she saw this grin on his face and began to smiling and came a youthful appearance of him. 
So it became younger and she was so happy that he looked healthy. She, and that he was at peace. He was just glowing. And the communication she got was that I'm all right. And this is how you should remember me. So you should remember this person as this young, happy person. It's like, not what I looked like when I was dying. Look at me. I'm happy. I'm ready. Um, so I love that. I love that. Yeah. And also during this vision, she also saw like relatives that have passed come to him and greet, greet him and meeting him to let him know that he's not alone. He's with family and friends. And that gave her even more peace and acceptance of death because she couldn't accept death. Basically, she didn't want to accept his death, basically. And she doesn't want to accept her death because she's afraid. She was afraid of dying herself. Right. So now seeing this vision of her dad, youthful, seeing her family and friends with him, it just gave her, okay, I'm okay with dying myself. And I'm okay that my dad did pass away because he's not alone and he's happy. So I have heard in a lot of these books and stories that on the other side, we are an average age of 30. That is how young we can be. And in these stories, it has proven that when our loved ones come to us in some way, they can choose to appear to you as a way that you would recognize them. So if it's older, but they can also appear younger. And I, I saw my grandmother younger when I saw when she crossed over, she immediately looked like late twenties, early thirties, maybe. And I'm okay with that. I choose to accept and believe that as fact, because that is, that's once again, (laughs) something you and I talk about. Nobody has to prove to me. I don't need anybody to tell me I'm wrong. It doesn't matter what I think, because it's going to be what it's going to be when we get there. We really have. So if it makes me happy now to think that, okay, in the afterlife, I am forever 30. I'm good with that. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. Hey, I'm youthful again. I'm, I can do everything I used to, that I couldn't, can do with my older ages. So I'll be happy at age 30. Give me 30. And as, yeah, as I get older, I'm like, okay, you know what, if I see a new like skin age spot or something or a gray hair, I just tell myself, ah, this is temporary girl. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. The gray hair for me though, it's, I have to dye my hair. So it's not gray, (laughs) but other than that, I'm fine with anything else, but I just don't like that. gray. It's temporary. No, it's temporary. Just think of it that way. Age gracefully. My grandmother was always, you know, she was a good example. And I remind myself of her too, because she lived to be 96. And I always thought of her as being beautiful and beautiful from the inside. And like, okay, she's my role model. I will age gracefully knowing that it's temporary. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, seeing my grandparents like get into older ages, like eighties and nineties too. I mean, they were just happy being there. So they yeah. didn't care what they look like. Yeah. They were it's amazing. They're like, I'm still alive. I still can walk Woo-hoo. around. I can do, <laughs> I can go to church. I can go do have lunch with my friends, whatever right. it is. So they were like, if I have wrinkles, who cares? Yeah. I'm That's happy nice. still. So <laughs> That's I good. like that kind of story. And I love that. Yeah. yeah you have that role model as your grandma to do yeah. that. So that was great. Yeah. Well, and then, so there was another story in the book where Faith, who is a psychologist and she worked with terminally ill children, one of her patients died. She was 13. She had died from leukemia 
and she appeared to faith. So it doesn't even have to be, that's what's great about this story. It doesn't even have to be your own family. Susie came to faith. Susie was the 13 year old girl who had died. And it was during a meditation that faith was doing. And she said, call my mother and tell her not to worry about my quilt. And she was happy. She was cheerful. She had a lot of light around her face and her head. And so of course, faith didn't know what to do about this. And I've experienced this myself. You get this message and you're like, what? (laughs) Right. This isn't what I do. I'm not, I'm not John Edward. I'm not a medium. What do I do with this? (laughs) Yes. I can't call somebody out of the blue and and say, right. Don't worry this. about the quilt. Hello. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? You know, yeah. so she good. Thankfully, she listened to her gut and she did call the mother and she was very cautious about it. Wanted to tell her, by the way, you know, I feel like Susie appeared to me and wanted me to call you. And the mother had said, I am so glad you called me because I just had the worst day since Susie died. And so that first gave faith more encouragement to go forward and ask, Hey, does Susie's quilt mean anything to you? To which she replied that yes, that when she was having this bad day, the worst day since she had died, she felt so upset that she had also kept the quilt that meant a lot to Susie. They didn't bury her with with it. And she also took it with her outside and laid on it and cried. And she felt guilty because she had not put this quilt with Susie in the casket. So that's what it meant to tell Susie's mom about this vision and convince her that it's okay, mom, don't worry about the quilt. So of course, the mom hearing this news, it made her feel good. It was happy. She was so glad she called her. And this is also, I'll point out, one of those evidential ADCs that they talk about where this is knowledge that Faith did not have or would not. How would she know anything about a quilt or that it meant anything? And the timing being so perfect. Exactly. I mean, they will come to you or to somebody else in that right time. It's always about that time. There's certain times that you're like, okay, it was supposed to happen now. Like, especially like when we talked about John Edwards there. Mm-hmm. I mean, He's not, he has not come to like when we did our Zoom meeting with him just recently. It wasn't meant for me to be have a reading yet. It's not my time yet. I have to keep on telling myself that. It's hard. Yeah. I know. So this coming to a friend or a doctor or whatever it may be, coming and talking to the mother and telling her it's okay. At the perfect time. At the perfect time. It's just so beautiful to know that they know who to go to as well Mm -hmm. like they know who's going to be receptive (laughs) yeah receptive and say okay I will tell tell this person this even though she was a little like hesitant to do that this faith was Mm -hmm. she still did it because she knew that was what it was meant to be to tell her this so she can move on it was a healing thing again healing is like the main purpose of this book it's a beautiful gift to be able to receive a message from beyond. Sure. And I was trying to relate to myself if I'd had a story, any stories where I felt like I saw a visual ADC in this way. 
And the only thing I could really think of was there was a time that I had a vision. I think I, and it may have been one of the times I was going through health issues and, and very concerned. I know I was at some kind of church retreat or activity, but, and so it was also in a meditative type state. So that's kind of key if anybody's looking to make it happen. And they also say sometimes when you're driving, you're in an autopilot mode. Right. Um, not that you are meditating, but there's something about your quieting your mind. And I saw myself sort of from outside of my body, but being surrounded by a group of family members that had passed on to which I recognized most of them, but not all of them. And just as if they were in a circle around me and supporting me. And I knew I'd felt very loved and supported at that time. And it was kind of like we're talking about, it was kind of a 3D movie type image. It wasn't something I felt like I was in or part of or surrounded by, you know, and my aunt is the one that always reminds me of that story that, you know, remember you have people around you. And I was like, I guess so. And it, it just, it did yeah. make me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. And that's a, a message we continually hear too, is they tell us yeah. that we're not alone. Exactly. And I'm going to go back a little bit. The numbers, when we did a segment oh, right. on mm-hmm. numbers, I've been seeing this the numbers 444 a lot. And I just read it and it's reminding me that your angels are around you and guiding you. So even if it isn't a specific loved one, that's their way of saying, hang in there. Yeah. You, you got this, you're protected by these group of angels that are helping you. So it's not, even if it's a loved one, if your angels are trying to tell you these things mm-hmm. in, in different ways, so if it might not be in a vision or right. it's through seeing numbers. So even if you had a special number with say your, your mom, oh, we like, if you see these numbers, you know, this is me kind of thing. You have like a pact, like we've talked about also in the past. So I think it's great that they know when to come and what they need to hear. Yeah. And that's amazing. And I know also from one of our last podcasts that we just recorded and put up is from Chris McClure. He talked about one of these visions of like a projection, which he actually called it a projection. He said he saw these three men with one with a crown and everything else that was up in a corner of this classroom when he was a kid. And he even turned to his friend that was near him and goes, do you see that? (laughs) Because he's like, And my dreaming, like, you know, we were like, this can't be real. I can't be seeing this. And then he asked and he's like, yeah, I see that too. So his stories were great because he had witnesses for a lot of his experiences. Exactly. I love love, He's always like, Hey, do you see that? They're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah. I love that too. Cause I'm like, what I'd said too, I was like, I never had witnesses in any of my experiences. No, me either. No, and this one, he was a young kid. He said he saw an image and those three, and he looked at the student next to him. He's like, do you see that? And the kid's like, yeah. And and just kind of up on the wall and sky or, you know. Up in the corner of their classroom. It was right there. He's like, it was right there. They were, he goes, they were having a conversation. They were talking to each other back and forth. And he, he couldn't hear what they were saying, but he could see them having a conversation. So yeah. And he even talked to one of his pastors about it and he was just telling them it's like the, the Trinity or something. Yeah. Holy the Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. So he's like, okay. The pastor's okay. probably like, oh yeah. I ask them to show up to my students all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hogwarts. No, no, right. Harry Potter worlds. 
<laughs> so funny. So I love that. And there's a lot of messages too through these stories that we were reading where the message seems to be that our grief is holding them back. And they're like, please don't grieve for me anymore. And that's yeah. kind of interesting to think about if we thought of it that way, that we're hurting so badly and missing somebody so badly that we're not letting them move forward. We're not doing them of any service. So if, if you're one of those people that is struggling with that, let me pose this question to you. Imagine you're away in this great traveling job in school, but you have friends and family that are just crying all the time and every day and calling you and telling you they miss you and they want you to come back. And so much so you're not able to enjoy your new journey, your new career, your new adventure. How does that feel? So that to me was a neat comparison that the book talked about was try to think of it that way. Yeah. Cause I had that a similar experience too. It was when my best friend got the job of her life as a dancer we were throwing her a going away party. She didn't know this until just recently that I was so upset that she was leaving. I went outside and started crying going, I'm going to miss her. And everybody was like, she's going to be back in like three months. I'm like, no, but it's going to, and it held me back Oh yeah. from moving on and moving forward. So it's, I had a grief that she was leaving. So it's a different kind of grief. But I had, because we spent every day together. So having somebody that you spent your days with all the time, shared your like secrets with, you were like, wait, they're not going to be around. And it held me back. I mean, I eventually worked through it and got through it, but that's exactly how grief is. It will hold you back from, you know, anything that you want to do. It holds you back. People keep on telling me too, the reason I haven't seen or heard from my mom is because of the grief it's holding Mother grief I still hold is holding me back. There is something to that too. You can be filled with so much grief that somehow you block them from being able to get to you. Yes. And I, I believe a little bit, I'm getting better each, each day I'm getting a better, but I believe because I had so much grief seeing my dad, seeing my mom or hearing from them in some way, it was holding me back. I finally did start letting go. And I did get that vision, like a dream from my dad. So I, I'm slowly getting there because of this podcast. So, and they don't want to scare you and they don't want to pull you backwards either. No. And this is opening up my eyes, this podcast to being able to Mm -hmm. know it can happen. It doesn't matter how long it's been. We've read stories that it's been 11 years or Mm -hmm. more. Yeah. So, so I have to realize, you know what, it's in their time and in our time and their times are different than ours. So, right. It will hold you back, but you gotta, it will slowly, it will help. You'll start letting go a little bit. You'll still have that grief. Like we said, it will never go away completely. But if you start taking that and letting go one piece at a time, stuff will start coming and you'll be able to have these visions, have these words with your loved one soon. You know, we talked about with this particular chapter glimpses that these are things someone could see either with their eyes open outside their body or with their eyes closed and in their mind. We talked a little bit about that. One thing we didn't really tell any of the stories on them, but it was neat that some of these experiences did include spiritual figures like the Mother Mary, Jesus, or an angel. And once again, I don't think there's any one right religion. Like I I don't think there's one better than the other. If you were raised Catholic and you believe in the mother Mary and she means something to you, then of course her coming to you means something it's important and it's real. Same with Jesus or Buddha or an angel. 
they are spiritual beings that are there to love us and support us. And so it was neat that some of the stories did include those. Yeah. And one that was that we didn't talk about, but I thought was beautiful too, is there is a baby who died. I believe it was like five at five months old or something like that. Oh yeah. SIDS. They died from SIDS. Yeah. And um, the mom was grieving and she was having such a hard time, but she was basically, she was meditating and she closed her eyes and she saw her baby, but then she saw some who was holding the baby and she goes, wait, I think that's Mary. Mother Mary holding her baby. Yeah. And what does that do to a mother? That's like, oh, thank you. Somebody's taking care of my baby. You feel relief that, okay, she's not by herself. She's Mm -hmm. not growing up in that other realm by herself without a mother figure. Right taking care of her so she felt relief and she was at peace more because she had somebody there that was taking care of her child for her so that was a great story to read on too it's so beautiful and I love that these stories help to bring people peace and I encourage people to write us send us emails if you have experiences you want to share we welcome you to come on the show and talk about them We're normalizing these conversations. They happen to more people than you know. You don't even have to start with, you might think this is crazy, but because it's, you might think I'm crazy, but I saw, or I felt those things are real and they happen all the time. The veil is thinning. It's happening to more and more people. It's a real thing. We just have to have balance in our lives to experience life, to experience pain, loss, and grief, while also learning how to pick ourselves up and keep going forward. And that's what we're here for. Yes. And I want to leave you with a quote that was in the book. It says, I firmly believe that when you die, you will enter immediately into another life. They who have gone before us are alive in one form of life and we in another. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty tm at gmail.com our podcast surviving death and dying is available worldwide on apple spotify google iheart amazon audible listen note facebook youtube and more you can also go to our website survivingdeathanddying.com where we have the links to the books we talk about so please like share subscribe and follow We did it again. We survived death and dying another episode because we believe life and love never dies.